From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett, the founder of Kowak-based Island Air Express and Kalinan Holdings and the owner of Alaska Seaplanes and Above and Beyond Alaska. Friday made a joint announcement that Island Air Express has joined the Kalinan family of companies. Kalinan Holdings president Kent Crayford explains they have worked alongside each other for years. He gives insight into Islander Express's, quote, cutting-edge innovation. When I got into this business in Juneau in 2008, it was predominantly piston, single-engine wheel planes. Uh, you had LAB flying, you had Wings of Alaska, you had air excursions, you had four Fjord flying. There were a lot of operators. They had small airplanes, mostly old airplanes, mostly piston engines, almost exclusively VFR. That means they were flying under visual flight rules, so not instrument flying. And it was a pretty antiquated way to fly. By comparison, it was right around that time that Scott and Island Air Express started flying IFR only with turbine air aircraft with modern avionics flying instruments only flash forward to today that's now the standard throughout southeast crayford looks forward to keeping this momentum going through their partnership Alaska Seaplanes is, is now an all-turbine wheelplane fleet. We have modern avionics in our equipment uh, as well. But uh, Islander Express has always been on the, the forefront of that innovation. And by joining the companies together, we really are, are trying to keep that momentum going. We feel really strongly that we can create a more reliable, safer, scheduled airline network throughout Southeast Alaska that not only makes flying safer, but also makes it increasingly more reliable as this equipment gets better and our sophistication with the equipment gets better. And Island Air Express founder and director of operations Scott Van Valen also gives comment on their future goals. We've been implementing and creating a lot of IFR proprietary procedures throughout the region. It's kind of been our passion throughout the years was, you know, to not only fly IFR, but to make IFR better. And sometimes making it better means you have to do things yourself. And so we started creating many procedures throughout Southeast. I think we have about 18 different IFR special procedures just for the company. I think the combination of the two companies helps us achieve the ultimate goal, which is better, more reliable, safer air transportation throughout all of Southeast Alaska. Sharing their operations will benefit the public by combining resources and efforts. Alaska Seaplanes flies a scheduled service to 14 communities in Southeast, with operations based out of Juneau and a secondary base in Sitka. Island Air Express operates scheduled service between Ketchikan and its base in Kloak. Their customers should not anticipate any operation changes. The two companies will remain independent of each other, but share resources in the background. Crayford adds Alaska Seaplanes will be opening their brand new cargo building at the Juneau Terminal later this year. The Basin Road Trestle Bridge will be closed to all traffic, including pedestrians, between the hours of 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., seven days a week, from May 26th to June 11th, due to structural repair work. Pedestrian traffic will be allowed during off-work hours with a temporary footbridge. There may be periods of full-time closure if work and impacts to structural conditions require it.
Tomorrow, the City and Borough of Juneau Parks and Recreation Department will start accepting vending permit applications for 4th of July festivities at Savico Park. Permits are issued on a first-come, first-served basis. The deadline to apply is June 23rd at 4.30 p.m. Learn more on the Parks and Recreation Vending Permits webpage. Coming up next on News of the North... The consequences of America's first modern debt default aren't fully known, but the details are slowly becoming apparent, and Alaska is likely to be hard hit if Congress fails to act. Southeast Alaska Food Bank joined Capital Chat, and the United States Supreme Court issued a decision limiting the reach of the Clean Water Act. Coming up next on News of the North. You're listening to News of the North. As soon as June 1st, Alaskans may go without Social Security checks, food stamp payments, and even their basic paychecks unless members of Congress agree to raise the nation's debt ceiling. The consequences of America's first modern debt default aren't fully known, but the details are slowly becoming apparent, and Alaska is likely to be hard hit if Congress fails to act. Few states rely on the federal government as much as Alaska. 37% of the state's $14.4 billion budget is paid for with federal dollars. About 15,500 people work in federal jobs here, almost 5% of all non-farm jobs in the state. That proportion is higher than any other state in the country. In 2019, when the federal government shut down for 35 days, Alaska was affected more than any other state. As of Wednesday afternoon, negotiations to resolve the impending crisis were underway in Washington, D.C. Jeremiah Beadle, board vice president for the Southeast Alaska Food Bank, joined Capital Chat. They are increasing supply to meet high demand. In order to be who we need to be in the community and meet the demands that have been placed on us, to increase our capacity, we need uh, we need a warehouse. We need a warehouse to where we can no longer uh, be going through the foods that that we get uh, within that same week. We need or have to travel to multiple storage units uh, situated around town to try to pick things up and and have them ready for folks. So the warehouse that we have coming in, we have a state grant of 500,000 already secured. We have some other uh, granting that has come through. Got some some other folks that are are pushing hard to try to make sure that they're doing their best to to help us along. Uh, We've got the state employees, Local 52, that has a a GoFundMe uh, account going right now. They'll do a matching grant of 30,000, so potentially 60,000. This is some of their goals with the warehouse. We would love to have three to six months of food in storage uh, at any given time to meet the needs of our member organizations and or if something drastic were to happen in southeast Alaska uh, to be to be, uh, you know, an emergency source uh, in case barging or or something were to take place to where the world didn't operate the, the way that it does right now. So we've got some pretty, pretty high goals. And with the with the warehouse, I think we'll be able to meet them. All their permits are taken care of and they are moving forward. Beadle says they are here to help. We're going to have excess. Instead of having to throttle back our, back our members and say, hey, I'm sorry, can you just, could you hold back a little bit on that? Could you please not take all of that? We have, you know, so many more people showing up today. As far as the proteins and the shelf-stable items, we're going to be in pretty phenomenal shape. If, you, if you're in need, we've got your back. Our website, southeastalaskafoodbank.org, and you can, if you pop on there, you'll see all the different uh, uh, links into who has a, sh- a food pantry and when and then that's also a place that someone could donate towards uh, helping us along with getting that warehouse funded fully as well 
Listen to the full program on KINYradio.com. The United States Supreme Court issued a decision limiting the reach of the Clean Water Act, specifically the definition of waters on the United States WOTUS and Sackett v. Environmental Protection Agency. The court's ruling stands to significantly decrease the amount of wetlands covered by the Clean Water Act in Alaska, limiting the federal government's power to control Alaskan community and resource development projects, and how Alaskans balance development with environmental protection. With more than three million lakes, nearly a million miles of rivers, more coastline than the rest of the lower 48 combined, and prior to today's ruling, 174 million acres of wetlands subject to federal oversight, no other state had more at stake in this case than Alaska. Never miss a story or a newscast at kinyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.